everything we've done has led up to right now. Right now. Because legacy are full of legends. You can become a legend today, boys. Put your stamp on history. Put your stamp on a legacy. It is going to take all of us. All of us. Men, be not afraid. Do not be afraid to be a legend. Welcome back to OPA Podcast, Episode 11, Season 2, Episode 2, uh, post-SCSU win. <laughs> Alright, alright, so this is a message that goes out to all the GoPro fans that need to hear this, especially one of our own members of the podcast, Hilleron. Um, don't catch yourself being upset after an ugly win. Whether you win by 30 points or you win by 3 points, the W in the end is really all that matters. Yes, the Gophers did not play their prettiest game. Yes, SDSU is an FCS school, but they are no joke, and if they did not play NDSU every year, they may have one or even two FCS championships. But our team made the right plays at the right time. We got timely penalties. We were literally (laughs) scheming for an unknown quarterback that we had no tape on. Uh, elite teams finally. He was a freshman Griffin. <laughs> so let's take ourselves on a little history lesson from 2018. The Gophers were up 31-9 on Indiana. Indiana ties it at 31, and then Morgan to Bateman for a 67-yard game winner. Now we can also go back farther to 2017 when Illinois is at TCF Bank Stadium, and Jonathan Sellison comes up with a pick six to seal the game 24-17. We're making the right strides. Just trust the process. Sound familiar? Hmm? Okay. So last night, Purdue gave up a 17-point lead and lost to a freshman <laughs> kicker who gave a 56-yard boot to end the game. What do people see a few days from now, Laurent? They see a 1-0 Gopher team and a one, an 0-1 Purdue team. It's really that simple. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, if, well, if I may rebut this. <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm Laurent, the one who is very upset. Fresno State game last year. Yes, it was an ugly win. Oh, but we won that game. Indiana. Yes, we almost gave that game away. But we won that game. Illinois. Jonathan Celestine running it back in for a pick six, giving us a 14-point lead before Illinois gets another touchdown in garbage time. Ugly. But we won that game. This game, if the freshman quarterback does not do the stupidest handoff fumble I have seen in a long time in their territory, we do not win this game if the dumb holding call that I don't think was a hold doesn't erase a touchdown from SDSU. We do not win this game. This was not an ugly win for us. This was an ugly loss for SDSU. That's why I'm mad. Because there's no like, wow, we really almost gave this game away. No, we didn't almost give this game away. SDSU gave this game to us. An FCS school gave this game to a Big Ten team on the road with a freshman starting quarterback who looked like trash for most of the game. 
Let's keep this simple, LeBron's. Two things. <laughs> 78%. That's number one. Number two. One and they oh. have more yards than us. We didn't tackle. The, the Gophers only... are 1-0. Oh. We are five wins away from a bowl game. Purdue is still off losing non-conference games and Northwestern. Yeah. All right. I'm look. I won't be uh, clear. I'm ha- happy with the win, but that win did not inspire any confidence in me whatsoever. Yeah, neither did Rutgers. So let's just keep moving on. <laughs> You're right. All right, fans. Thank you for listening to that rant of ours. But again, my name is Jason. I'm one of your hosts. <laughs> Hi, I'm Laurens or the pessimist. <laughs> I'm Griffin, and I'm just roasting Laurens. And welcome to this episode of Open Podcast. Yes, we were just crap-festing each other because of that win, but a dub's a dub. All of our predictions were right. All four of us said it was a dub. Either be a margin, like, huge or small, it's a still a dub. So, moving on. Um, I do want to say, though, um, I was on the sideline when I saw that one-handed touchdown pass to Rashad Bateman and it was lit um you think it is lit (laughs) (laughs) yeah he uh he was uh most definitely eating and uh you can definitely tell that the man got stronger but also did not lose any speed based off of how he was breaking everyone's ankles he put on about 10 or 15 pounds, I think, and the dude still has the agility, like, oh my god. <laughs> Hands Oof. and faces, uh, running around defenders, putting defenders in Naruto runs, and then making them <laughs> trip on themselves, <laughs> and becoming uh, <laughs> Odell Bateman Jr., that's I mean, all. what's sad is there was safety help coming. It just couldn't get there fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> FCS, freaking crappy safeties. I mean, hey, you're right. Ooh, ooh. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I am simultaneously watching this Auburn and Oregon game that for some reason, Oregon is content to trying to let Auburn stay in this game. Anyway, uh, but yes, no, Rashad Bateman, a beautiful, not so surprise, surprise. Griffin, you're probably the biggest football X and X's and O's guys out there. How exactly did they utterly shut Tyler Johnson down? Uh, I saw a lot of the uh, 4-2. So we got a couple linebacker help. You have the you have some DBs and safeties kind of playing closer to uh, the hashes, kind of cutting off that slant route that we know we <laughs> all three of them can run very effectively. So, I mean, but what they did is they focused way too much on one person. Rashad Bateman's still that name that people don't know yet, and I'm mad that SportsCenter keeps putting him on there because I want him to stay a secret and no one to scheme for him. So, well, I mean, if you scheme for him, number six is going to be open if you want to scheme for both. 
Don't Good forget. luck stopping number one and 24. Don't forget number seven, Chris Ottman, Bell the Crab, and number 82, Demetrius Douglas behind them. And Chris Ottman, Bell, and then the other one. Anyway. Hey, hey, hey let's, show some, let's show some love to number two for some hands. Okay. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You know, Tanner Morgan would have been a pretty decent slot receiver. That's all I'm saying. That, that, was, a, that was a good pass. I mean, he, he went up, off balance, called it, no, wasn't trying to be fancy, just good fundamentals. You know who wouldn't have called that? Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I mean, that, that catch is, is just pure coaching. And when you look at Tanner Morgan, we see kind of his accuracy issues continue. But when you have talent at the wide receiving core like we do, it's not hard for them to make that adjustment. Georgia Tech, we, he kind of underthrew the first touchdown, so Tyler slowed down. And then the second one, I think he severely underthrew, and he's coming back to get the ball. And this one, he's overthrowing Rashad Bateman. But uh. we look at it and we say they were all touchdowns. <laughs> Let's get the dub. Yep, so I'm just going to recap what? the scoring from the game. So um, first touchdown of the game didn't happen until... Uh, the second quarter, Seth Green, one-yard rush. Uh, it was an 18-play, 91-yard uh, play. Thank God. Yep. Mm. Next up, SCSU was scored back with a Jabor Gibbs, one-yard rush uh, to tie the game. Mm. Next, uh, with 49 seconds left in the uh, first half, Tanner Morgan to Rashad Bateman for a two-yard touchdown pass with a one-handed catch to make it 13-7 and with the Curtis Dunlap Jr. hold, and then your kicker misses the extra point. Emmett. Uh, we miss we miss Emmett. We really do. Emmett, come back. Rest Emmett, please. <laughs> because if we are in close games... And like, and I, and I assume we're gonna be in a lot of close games this year. I rather have. I Mitt. am uh, uh, not. I'd not rather have Mitt. I don't need to know any of these kids' names. Give me Emmett Carpenter bust. Because yeah. I. Uh, 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 yep. And then, uh, <laughs> so following halftime, also I had a lot. I had a lot of fun during halftime. My last first halftime rip. Um, third quarter, uh, Chris Williamson. Chris Williamson, forty-three go, yard touch, uh, interception return, pick six. Oh, look what at those hands do, baby. Look at Chris Williamson actually being good. You know, even though uh, I I wonder if that was a really really good play by him, or a really really horrible play. By Jabori Gibbs. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both because I think he could read that. Mm. He knew he was coming. He knew he was coming. He, knew he, he was rolling out there. and he was losing balance and he's just yeah. like. Mm. Oh, hey, because uh, the defensive line was bad, but like it had moments like that when they came for him. So, Anyways, Any of y'all notice his cleats? They looked pretty fire too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. they were. I don't actually like that uniform combo, just random. I, the gold top I'm gonna be and, honest. and the rest? Yeah, I don't know something about it. Maybe it's just because it was a night game, but it was not aesthetically pleasing to me. 
Then again, maybe I would have felt differently about it if we had pulled a Penn State and won by 70 points, but, you know, that's just me. Yeah. Then um, <laughs> the next, the rest scoring of the third quarter was two touchdowns. Uh, one was a Daniel one-yard rush, and another one was a uh, Zach Hines 13-yard pass from Gibbs. So it was 21-20. Then in the fourth quarter, um, a whacked uh, handoff, fumble, with the Winston de la recovery, which gave Amo Ibrahim a one-yard touchdown rush, and then a two-point conversion, which was the mini special, with Tanner Morgan getting that two-point conversion, making it 28-21. You know, I think we our rushing, I felt like, was fairly ineffective at the start of the game, but Rodney was starting to get those good five, six, seven-yard chunks kind of in the third and fourth quarter. Like the good but, old Rodney that, that we that, remember. But that just helped us just run our run the clock and play our game so but my my question um because here here here's my big issue um they it didn't seem like SDSU was putting an immense amount of uh men in the box outside of like the beginning of the game because it seemed like they were very focused on stopping uh Tyler Johnson but they, we were really like three yards a carry for Muhammad. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Against that defense? That's, and I mean, it was, and it's not just that it's an FCS defense. It's that it was the 25th ranked rushing defense in the FCS. That's, <laughs> that's a concern. That is a concern, especially, and it wasn't, it was not Muhammad, and it was not Rodney. It was the fact that they were dodging two of those defensive tackles in the backfield every play. O-line. So can can someone explain what just happened? Griff? (laughs) I'm looking at Griff for this one because... This O-line was supposed to be, like, I figured sketchy pass protection, sure, why not? But run blocking? Against against a team where you had, like, 50-plus pound advantages all across the board? Uh, uh, just uh, wait till next week, and then we'll see uh, <laughs> how we respond. That is That is not... Something that I would have ever wanted to hear, because <laughs> uh, that was it. Was, <laughs> like the pass protection was slightly better than the run blocking, in my opinion. Because, like, sure, there were some times where Tanner Morgan was running for his life, but I mean, until the fourth quarter, where Rodney Smith really got going. It was like dodging folks in the backfield all game. So I'm confused. Yeah, I think this game confused many of us. Um, I was for sure pulling my hair out just watching from the pride pit. Um, I was hugging one of the baritones because we were just (laughs) focused on the game. I was like, like, if I die right here, please hold me. (laughs) See, and I knew we were going to pull up that dub, cause, and I just don't know why LaRam's freaking out big game. 
Um, yeah, I was freaking out because we couldn't. They made sure that we could not play our game. That's that's what messed me up. Like, and it wasn't that they were putting like eight hats in the box every single play. No, there four dudes, four dudes. That's what they did. And they were able to effectively shut it down. Now, also, my question was, why didn't we attack the edges more? Because it looked like it was... You know what this game reminded me of? Oh, God. What? <laughs> two, two games in particular. The first one. You remember PJ Flex's very first game. The Buffalo, Buffalo game. 17-7. Oh, Where our rushing attack which we knew was going to be disgusting, did nothing. And then it reminded me of, if we're going to go even old, more old school to our freshman year, the Kent State game. Wow. Kent State protocol. Ten to seven Kent State. Now what's good is that team still went to a bowl game. And I do think that this team that we played was significantly better than Kent State. But still. And uh, my last concern in this game, Griffin, because I'm going to you because you know these things. Uh, why did our defensive line get tossed around like ragdolls the entire game until the last two minutes? We could not solidify the edge. Why? <laughs> we needed more QB contain, and it was just, you know, take five steps and he's off to the races. I, so, mean, I mean, looking back at that box score, they had like five different running backs who averaged more than five yards of carry against us. That's... What? What? We're also we're, we've we we have like no no information on this team at all. I attribute a lot of this to it being the first the first week. We see how bad some of these teams have been playing. I'm well. And we hold only, on, we had no information on the quarterback, but we knew those running backs. I forget what's his name, who had averaged like a ridiculous like almost 10 yards of carry in FCS last year. Like, it was their leading rusher, and we knew he was going to be a problem. And indeed, he was a problem. We didn't know the other four random running backs that they had were going to be a problem. But, you know, there's that. Well... Fresno State will be much better. I can tell you that. And we're going to move on. We're going to move on. It's going to be great. Some positives. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised I haven't heard you bring up uh, Morgan's interception yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that. What was he, what was he looking at? Double coverage. <laughs> Why did he throw to that? <laughs> Bateman, he thought he could just get it anywhere. Uh, I thought that was Chris Ovendell. 
Oh, I thought it was Maven. No, I thought no, it was, it was Maven, too. Oh, oh it was well, crap. It might have been I saw, crap. A, I saw a number seven on that field in double uh, coverage. Yeah, was, well, that's the thing that I was like, the diff, real difference between yeah, I mean, uh, Zach Annix did and Tanner Morgan. Like, Zach would throw interceptions, but, like, a few of them were really excusable. Like, some of them, the receiver really should have caught them. Tanner Morgan throws interceptions where we're like, I think you were actually playing for the other team. Tanner Morgan will throw Mitch Leidner interceptions. Not nearly to the frequency of Mitch Leidner, but there's some. he's one of those dudes where every time he drops back, I'm a little bit afraid. Just a little bit. All right, let's see. He was. Yep, he was throwing to Bateman. Oh, Bateman. Oh, he was throwing to Bateman. Yeah. Okay. Just just pulled up the highlight reel. Ugh. That's so, a, that oh, is a Griff. solid. When one. is uh Mark and Ego release that hype video from the game? Because I liked it. It was good. I have no idea. Oh, wait, there was a hype video? Like, the intro video for football, it was pretty lit. I did not see it. Is it another camping advertisement? <laughs> uh, no. No, it, it was... You remember the 2016 one when uh, they kind of threw back, like, you know, talking about our history and our past, like... Oh, we love that. So they meant they we did that, that and then segue into modern, and then it has PJ saying... Are you like? Let me hear you, Minnesota, and then it drops a big bomb tr- music track onto the stadium. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, if it's not that, I don't want it. Uh, but yeah, also, yo, audience attendance. Forty-nine thousand, boy. It was yep. lit. Yo, those ten-dollar state fair tickets really sold out fast. Like I That's was. Some of the loudest I've heard TCF since the TCU game. Nah, it wasn't that sold out, but it was really close. I mean, I was watching on TV, and I was shocked at how rocking TCF was. It was a fun night. Do you you actually think, and I heard someone say this, do you think it could have possibly been the excitement, the amount of noise that was being made could have possibly, I don't know, messed with some of the players, or do you think that's kind of a BS excuse? BS. Oh. <laughs> I want to say sort of, because what was, I think, uh, the last two seasons, I'll be honest, the last two seasons with PJ, we never filled the stadium, so it wasn't that nope. lit. And then this game just so happens we had over 49,000 fans with SDSU fans there too. And when we did score touchdowns, the fans went hype or lit throughout the entire night. Like fans yeah. stayed until it was a 28-21 score with less than a minute and a half. Minute and, a half and we had mm. the ball. Yeah, like fans I mean, stayed I, all the way to mostly to the end. I really think the fans may have had a lot to do with that uh, fumble. That happened with Jabori Gibbs because on TV, I don't know how it felt in the stadium, but on TV, like, I couldn't hear myself think 
So I'm I'm quite certain the young freshman was in his feelings. I missed the throw, but I saw Chris Williamson running the other way, and I was just like, uh, go. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. He, he said, we take those. We, I was uh, texting one of my friends in the stands throughout the game, and when uh, that pick six happened, I was like, but, let me guess, Alex dude, Rams. it's, oh, yes. <laughs> 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 and uh, when that when that happened, I was like, oh, well, this game should be over now. It was not. <laughs> but, oh, well, we won the game. And you know what? We at least wanted more convincingly than number 21 Iowa State did. And we definitely didn't Purdue ourselves. And we're I stay, think our offense, we're, <laughs> it's six and six. They have to be perfectly balanced, as all things are. <laughs> <laughs> all right, 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 but I mean, we're not in the peak of the... PJ Fleck era quite yet, so what's let, the peak? We'll get there. You'll see it. <laughs> what's the, we're still I'm, building, man. This is like his first year, where it's like all, pretty much all his people. I'm like, you can't. This this cannot be when you have the war horses that we have on this team that will not be here next year. This cannot be a re- this with this schedule. Oh, oh no! You gotta you you gotta punch him in the face like now because and then we have Patience. to get a lot. No, 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 no. Well, you know what? I saw Wisconsin replace four offensive linemen, three linebackers, all who went to the NFL. Their best safety. And I just watched them shut out an American Athletic Conference team on the road. And it really wasn't as close as the score showed. So they definitely look like, oh, crap, this this is the Wisconsin we were expecting last year. So that's terrifying. Is Iowa losing yet? I was winning twenty four to seven. Oh well, dang it. Okay, I was good too. But the thing is that Michigan is tw- right now twenty seven to fourteen. Like yeah, on. like wait, yeah. is Michigan? What's the score? Twenty seven to fourteen, Mich- Michigan on top. Michigan do better than this. Come on now. I'm like y'all giving y'all giving the Big Ten a bad name against Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, we won. Uh, is there anything else before we apprehensious watching of the USC Fresno State game? My predict- my prediction is that we'll see a gritty tough Fresno State team and we're still gonna win but only by again one or two possessions that's my pre watching Fresno prediction my prediction if they beat pre watching it if Fresno State beats USC they're gonna beat the dog out of us 
And I know right now at this point we're probably a better team than USC. And that sounds very weird to say. It really does. But if they can beat them in the Coliseum, oh, yeah, they go, they're, they're going to beat the crap out of us. If they lose and it's a really gritty game, I think we can win. If they get blown out, I think they're not showing their hand because they want to get revenge on us. And we still win, so. No. But <laughs> Wait, if they so, beat us, but if they beat USC on the road, we're getting, we're gonna get a lobotomy. So oh, Wolf, oh. we're we're getting Illinois. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> okay, let's just end it on that. Let's just end it again. <laughs> All right. So thank you, fans, for listening to this episode of Opa Podcast. So today is just a recap of the SCSU game, game one. We'll talk about Fresno State after we watch Fresno State versus USC tonight. So we'll see another episode tomorrow or Monday. So, again, my name is Jason. My name is Lawrence. Let's go tribute to Troy. Griffin. And we'll see you guys next time.